I'm thankful I bowed the knee and asked the Lord to save me years ago. Let me just tell you, Jesus still saves. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, in fact, yesterday I had the privilege of leading a lady to the Lord here at church. Uh, out of the blue, Lori hadn't heard from her in four or five years, and she was at a low point in her life, and uh, she thought of Lori. So she called Lori, and uh, we said we would meet with her up here at the church. And uh, she came up to the church, and uh, we were able to lead her to the Lord. You see, her problem was she had religion, but she didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's the problem with the world. They have a religion, but they don't have a personal relationship with the Lord. But I thank God because she was receptive. God had spoken to her heart. It, it wasn't by accident all of a sudden she thought of Lori. And we were able to point her to Christ and hopefully she's got to work some things out getting transportation, but hopefully she'll be here. She wants to come to church. Uh, I see a difference in her already. So pray for her. Her name is Annette. And pray for her family. But Jesus still says, doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, how highly educated you are, it doesn't matter anything about what you are. It, it matters what you can be in Christ. It matters. The Lord can change any circumstance. Y'all believe that? He can. And he will. But we got to surrender. Bow the knee. Can't help you unless you come humbly before him. But I can assure you, if you humble yourself before him, he will do many marvelous things in your life. Amen. I've asked my brother to come and stand before us, uh, Brother Alonzo. Again, one of our missionaries. Uh, it's been a while since they've been up. Uh, our church loves these people. They love this church. Thankful that the Lord allowed us to support him over the years. I'm thankful for his ministry. We talk, oh, once and every other week for sure. And he lets me know what's going on, where he's ministering, and God has used this man. He's won several folks to the Lord, and and he's won a real tough group to the Lord. God has blessed him. He's able to minister to those that are homeless. Now, if you've never ministered to homeless folks, say what, it's tough. They're very skeptical because they've had lots of people trying to sell them a bill of goods. But you know what? My brother has a heart for it. And God has used him. So I have asked Brother Alonzo Walton to come and stand before us. And sisters, not to put you on the spot, but you want to sing before your husband? Okay. Okay, sister. Uh, Y'all know she can sing when she sings. I love to hear her sing. So we understand. Next time, sister, if you're up to it. My brother, if you'll come. Thank you. Children's Church. <laughs> 
Four to eight, follow Sister Lori. There you go. Sister April, you're too old. Come on, sister. The word of God will lead you. I appreciate you and I love you. In August uh, 26th this year, we will uh, uh, be in ministry for 46 years. Amen. We done travel all over the country, out of the country, and, and God has really blessed. And this church, we thank God. This is our church, our local church. Uh, you know, and we, we don't take that lightly. This is our local church. You got churches now saying corporate churches. You know, but this is our local church. That's what the scripture, New Testament church. And, and this is our home church right here. No matter where we go, this is our home base right here. And in, start, and in going out in ministers, it's always a good foundation to get started right in ministry. So we thank God for our pastor. We miss the church, miss you, and we thank you so much for putting an arm around and praying for us and supporting us, and we pray for you too. And, and it's a testimony to us, no matter where we go, our church, we know we come home, we can get the wood, and we thank God. <laughs> I'm going to ask you today to turn your Bible to the book of uh St. John, chapter 10. It was John writing, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enter not by the door into the sheepfold, but claim up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that enter in by the door of the shepherd of the sheep, to him the porter open, and the Sheep hear his voice, and he called his own sheep by name, and he lead them out. I like for us to focus on these verse as as we are traveling around the country, many claiming uh, saying that all doors are lead to eternal life, and that's an uncouth statement. It's only one. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you for this time that you have joined us together. And thank you for this time you have brought us back to our home-based church. And Father, as the pastor said, we love the church. 
And Father, I have studied and meditated on the word. Ask you what you laid on my heart. Father, let it be manifest today. Let some be blessed, some be strengthened, and some be lifted up for your glory. In the name of Jesus, as John say, I must decrease, but Lord Jesus, you increase. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. As John was writing, John said, Verily, verily, which in the old language means, Cruelly, cruelly, I say unto you, He that enter not by the door into the sheepfold, but claim up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. There is no other way to get to eternal life, but through Jesus Christ. Amen. This week was, a, as Pastor said, he led one lady to Christ. This week been a very busy week uh, for us going out, sharing the gospel. And I found out when you share the gospel one-on-one, yes, people say, are you saved? Do you know Jesus Christ? But you got to go a little more in depth into it. Because people say, oh, yes, I'm a Christian. I was brought up in a Christian home. So I'm a Christian. My grandfather was a preacher. That don't make you a Christian. You got to be born again. The Bible says, if thou confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. We must believe wholeheartedly 2,000 years ago that Christ settled on the cross for all of our sins. He took our death, our punishment. He became a ransom for us on the cross. There was no other way. All of the prophets had came into the world. Moses, Daniel, Elijah, Jeremiah. But still, there was no Savior. It's only one. That through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that there's a narrow gate. Narrow road that lead to eternal life. But as a wide gate lead to destruction. And many are going that way. They run a hill. You know, a child, you don't have to teach him what evil is. All that matters, his nature is evil. All of our nature. They gravitate to that lifestyle. They gravitate. But we do have to teach a child the way to eternal life. And it's only through Jesus Christ. No other way. See, when we come to Christ, we must repent of all of our sins. Repent means something about my vocabulary change. Something about 
my character changed when I repent. When we repent, something changed. There must be some fruit in our life. People can look at us, oh, that's a Christian man, a Christian woman. They should be able to tell who I am from the world. We not we should not imitate the world, but the world should imitate us. We should be different. When I first got saved, the reason I give out a lot of crack, I got saved by somebody that's given me a, a little crack. And then that little crack said, Whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. And I read that and I cried. I said, whosoever means Alonzo Walter. And I kneeled down to Lord Jesus. I am a sinner, but I'm a rotten sinner. I am no good. Come into my heart and save me. Come in. And I'm going to tell you, church, I was a gambler. I was a drinker. I was a whole mother, but when Christ came into my heart, December 8, 1973, my whole life changed. I know that Christ was in my heart. Nobody had to tell me. I know the thing I didn't say, I used to say. I had no more job to be with the guy. Business as usual, it changed. I can walk through a casino have no desire to want a gamma. Because when Christ comes in your life, there's a change take place. When, when God, I got the message to come to speak, I'm going to tell you, church, we got to respect the word of God. Respect who Jesus Christ is. I turned my TV off. I want to hear from God. I, I meditate. I prayed about it. I want to hear that this message is from God. If it's from God, somebody here needs it. Can you just say amen? Uh, John was saying in the word, he said, she, she for claim her some other way. There's no other way but Jesus Christ. I remember Oprah Winfrey said, all religions lead to heaven. That's an uncool statement. It's only one. And I'm going to tell you, blood was shed that we here today. Blood was shed that we here for Jesus Christ. We are here. Jesus don't, he don't honor Oh, I want you to have sympathy over me. I want you to have self-pity over me. You know what? How we're honored before God, our faith. Our faith. You know, uh, John was saying, there's no other way but through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. It's a claim of some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. I'm going to tell you, church, if we love Jesus today, 
We love him. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. I want you to listen very carefully, church. If you never read this Bible, it's a testimony of who God is. We come to church, bring your Bible, bring your notepad, write some notes down. It's a testimony. The Bible, we do that. It's a testimony of who we are in Christ. Whenever I go to church, you see me with a pen writing what the pastor saying down. Because when you read it here and hear it here and get home, it becomes a double blessing when you tell somebody else about it. Can you just say man? John said, but he that entered in by the door of the sheep to him the portal open. It said, who entered in by the door of the sheep, the same the door is open. There's no other way but in Christ. I read the 23rd Psalm when I was a young boy. My mother taught us to remember by our old fireplace on a country farm. We used to sit there at night. My mother was an educator, and she would tell us how to read, uh, tell us to read certain portion of the Bible and remember it. So I remember the 23rd Psalm. And as I would read the 23rd Psalm, is in no other way but through Jesus Christ. As I was reading through 23rd Psalm, David was saying, the Lord is my shepherd. But see, before David was born, God called David to be the first king of Israel. God called him. Before Pastor John was born, God called him to be a pastor. See, David had seven brothers. And each one of them was anointed to be the king. But it didn't happen. And they said, do you have another son? One was out in the wilderness watching over sheep. And let me tell you something about a sheep. A sheep is a different than any other animal. A cow, you have to herd the cow. You herd the horses, herd pigs. But a sheep, you got to lead him. He'll go off all by himself and get lost. He'll get in the cover. The wolves are waiting for that sheep. And David learned about sheep. But see, as being the king of Israel, sometimes God prepped us. We don't know we are being prepped. They were being prepped to be the king of Israel. See, we are like sheep. And as he being the first king, he had to know how to deal with people. And David came to a point. He came to a point he said, the Lord is my shepherd. No one else, the 
The Lord is my shepherd. You got to get that out. Sometimes people say, oh, I'm the shepherd. We are under shepherd. Pastors are under shepherd. Only Jesus Christ is the shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. David knows about sheep. He said, I shall not want. My mother used to say it this way. The Lord is my shepherd. He's all I need. He's all I need. The Lord is. And, and David went on to say, he make me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. The Lord leads us beside the still water. You know you can't sleep at night if you got a pipe leaking or uh, the toilet going all night. David said, he leaded me beside the still water. You got to have peace with God in order to have peace with yourself. Only Jesus Christ can lead us there. Only Jesus Christ. He lead us beside the still water in our life. He said, he restores, he restores my soul. The Lord Jesus restore our soul. How many know during this pandemic, our soul sometimes had got out of whack? Listen to so much one doctor saying this, one saying this, fearing this, going through so much. Somebody cough, we get fearful. The psalmist said, he restores my soul. Bring me back. What they're saying, David's saying, bring me back to the place I used to be in the Lord, in the Lord Jesus Christ. He restores my soul. He gives me back what I used to have. I was out of whack for a while, but Jesus restored my soul. He restored Only the Lord can restore our soul. We can come to church for a while. We were going to church. Everybody wasn't saying, thank you, Jesus. I praise the Lord. But we done got back in, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, in the church. For a while, we would just sit there. But the Lord restores my soul. You got to know, won't you listen, church? We got to know I'm a Christian. I've been born again. We got to know deeply in our heart who Jesus Christ is. He's my Lord. He's my strength. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He restores my soul. Only Jesus Christ can. You know, it, we get to a point, oh, we out of touch. God can't fix this, but God can fix anything in our life. It was six businessmen in New York. They was in a restaurant. 
the businessman. They came there, were sitting at the table, talking among each other, arguing among each other at the table. And they saw this preacher sitting there in another seat reading his Bible. And the preacher walked over to the table. And the businessman, one of them said to the businessman, said, Moses cannot deliver us out of this. He can't fix this. And the preacher said, but the God of Moses can. He can deliver you. He can fix it. He restores my soul. And God is good, church. The psalmist said, church, that goes a little deeper. Sometimes we get in or get out of fellowship with our parents, our children, our neighbors. But God can fix it. The more we bag up from it and let God do it, the more he'll get into it. But the more we get into it, the more he'll bag up from it. We got to let God do it. Let him fix it. Jesus can fix it. No matter what we're going through, Jesus can fix it. He can fix it in our life. We're not out of touch with God. The Lord is our shepherd. We not touch the disciple once when all of them betrayed Jesus and walked away and went in a room. They were nervous, fearful. Jesus walked right in that room while they were fearful at. When you're going through something in your life, if you let Jesus, he'll walk right into it. And he, he won't only walk right into it, but he'll take control of it. He'll take control of it. The Lord, Pastor John, sister, we were praying for them. They know that God brought them through. You've been through something. You know that God's hand was in it. You know that God one, brought you out of it. You wouldn't be here today without the Lord Jesus Christ. Without the Lord Jesus Christ, he will restore your soul. He will restore your soul. They got all kind of medicine that you can take. But I'm going to tell you, the best medicine, I'm not telling you not to take it, is going on your knees tonight, giving it to the Lord. Jesus said, Israel, come to me, all of you that labor and heavily read. And I'll give you rest. We can get bogged up with so many difficulties and so many problems, we can't pray. We're talking more about the problem than we hear about the difficulty. I was in Hawaii once, and there's a morning, he was about seven foot tall, a real big guy. And I had my Bible on my arm, and he was sitting up on a seat in the little stove. And I, I walked in, he looked and saw my Bible on my arm. He said, I walked up to him, he said, 
how big is your God? And I looked and saw that a big mountain. I said, his big toe about bigger than that mountain. He said, oh, you got a big God. We have a big God. Nothing is impossible to our God. God is the God of all flesh. He made heaven and earth. Nothing is impossible to him. Remember when we first started out as a Christian, we first got saved. We had so much joy. The devil set us up, trying to take our joy, take everything away from us, take our mind off of Jesus Christ. When I was at Moody Bible, I talked to the pastor there, George Sweden. He said, some people are good starters, but they're poor finishers. God, let me finish strong. Let you finish strong. Let us finish this race strong in the Lord. Don't give up on the way. Finish. See what the end going to be like in the Lord Jesus Christ. If God calls you to preach, preach for Jesus. God calls you to sing, sing for Jesus. God calls you to Testify, testify for the Lord. Finish strong. Jesus Christ, he restored our soul. I'm going to tell you this, church. Sometimes the family could be like this. One going this way, another one going this way, another one going this way. But we all get into the woods. He'll restore our soul. He'll bring us together. If your children are going through something, your marriage is going through something, don't stop going to church. No matter where my wife and I go, we still try to go to church every Sunday. Invite your neighbor. Invite your co-worker on the job. Hell is for real place. It's for real. In the next 20 years, many of us will be gone. The next 100 years, all of us will be gone. But what we done for the Lord? What we done for the Lord? What we done for Jesus Christ? If we can speak, we can witness. If we can bow our head, we can pray. The Bible says, urge them to come. There's still room at the cross. See, when I was growing up as a boy, we didn't have no other choice. We lived in my father's house. We had to go to church. That was his house. After we got 18 and graduated high school, we was on our own. But in that house, we had to go to church. It was mandatory to go to church. I'm going to tell you, church will make a better child. Church will make a better marriage. 
Church will make a better home. It will make a better father. That's what church will do. Faith come by hearing, and hearing of the word of God. We don't get faith no other way, but by hearing and hearing of the word of God. The prodigal son cried it. He said, I'm going on my own. Well, he made a mistake. Only Jesus Christ. We need to come back home. Come back. We know someone that was in the church. Go visit with them. Invite them to come back. A lot of people left the church during this pandemic. Go find them. Bring them back. The Bible says, if one sheep go lost, you go find that sheep. That join heaven, oh, one that repent. We was out, I was out witnessing this week, and I was driving, and I saw this lady standing up in the corner. She had a big sign, and the sign saying, I need just a little more kindness. Just a little more kindness. Don't we need that church? We shouldn't get on a plane to find people to be kind. We shouldn't go in a restaurant. It's at the front door of the church. When we walk in. That's what, that's what my wife and I joined the church because we found love at that front door. We found kindness at that front door. We found the word being preached. This lady had this sign, and she was a Jewish lady, and we don't see too many Jewish ladies. I pulled in, put my emergency signals on, gave her all the food I had in the van, gave her a blanket, Gave her some clothes, and she confessed Christ as a personal Lord and Savior. And as I was leaving, going home, I was thinking of what God told Abraham. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. I was thinking that. The Lord said, pray for the nation of Israel. Pray. Jerry Kushner was in the White House. That was a Jew there. Joseph was in the Egyptian house. And the Bible said the Egyptian house was blessed because there was a Jewish person in the house. Can you just say amen? And to end. It says, and when he put it forth his own, he go before them. The Bible said Jesus will go before us. He will go before us. God had opened many doors for us to go preach. I'm going to tell you something. Every place we went, we always found that Jesus will be there. We've been out of the country, 
Jesus was there. He said, Jesus, go before his own. Jesus go before his own. He go before his sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and they will not follow anyone else. Only Jesus Christ. We should be careful. There's a lot of voices out here, a lot of big mega churches, a lot of voices we hear on television. But there's one voice that we should know. That's the voice of the Lord. We should follow the voice. If it, a lady was last week, my wife and I, we was out witnessing. This lady came up to me. She said, God, she's going to prophesy. And I told my wife, if it don't line up with the word of God, you better be careful what you hear. It got to line up. With God would. See, Jesus Christ, the Bible said, he go before them. Jesus, the only one in this whole world that give us peace. No matter where we at, he give us peace. We can have joy. We can rejoice no matter where we at in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Lord. Jesus give us that. Our name in heaven, we can rejoice because of that. So many Christians I see out here in the world, I'm a Christian today, but tomorrow I'm into the world. The Bible says we need to be, in the book of Revelation, you need to be hot or cold. If you lukewarm, the Bible says, I'll spit you out of my mouth. We need to decide today who we're going to follow. Moses, all is on the Lord's side. Come to me. Come to me. Our prayer should be, what more can I do to reach the law? What more can I do to get people in the church, to witness to my family? What more can I do? How can I reach them? I'm going to tell you, church, I've did many a film. It's a sad day to go to a film. People want to say everything good about their relative. Oh, everything. If you think he was saved, 90% of the time he wasn't saved. When God put people in your door, we should tell them about Jesus Christ. Some people say, your family is the hardest to witness to. Not when the Holy Spirit is inside you. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. There's a, a courage in you to witness to them. It's better now than to wait till day to go to a film. Tell them about Jesus Christ. It's a sad day to get a phone call. Brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so passed away and you had an opportunity to share Jesus with him. It's going to hurt you more to know that. The Bible said, Jesus leads us 
He everywhere. The Bible says Jesus did so many miracles, the Bible could not contain them. The, the state of text could not contain them. He did so many miracles for each one of us. If Jesus healed, I wasn't worried, Pastor, when he was sick. If Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, he could heal Corona. He could heal a bad hand. He could heal a bad knee. He could heal a bad back. Nothing's impossible with God. Remember when he first got in a relationship? It was so close. The devil tried to put a wedge down to pull us apart. Only Jesus could bring us back together. Bring us back together. It was a young man can't called me up. My son said, Dad, I've been wanting to marry this lady in Chicago. He said, but she don't want to get married. I said, well, what you doing? I said, sometimes you got to open doors for ladies, bring them flowers, feed them in the, give them, feed them in the bed. They want to see a man as security in a man before they put that ring on their family. You got to help them. You got to help them. See, God didn't make a, a woman to be above man or beneath a man. But beside a man, beside a man, the Bible said, come to Jesus Christ. We need to ask ourselves today. The one thing that I learned in life, we got to be honest with one person, the person inside his body. God, I know you lay stuff on my heart. God, I know I got some. That should get right with you. I know it. When something ain't going right, come to church. Don't try to work it out on the Savior phone. Come to church. I have been to church many times and was sitting there and what the preacher was preaching about was the answer to my problem. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Jesus can work out all of the, the hate in the America. Oh, we got to come. Let him do it. It's not going to be done in Washington. It's going to be done. The greatest job in this country is at the pulpit. That's the greatest job. We should be the welfare system. We should be. Bible says, if a man don't work, he don't eat. The Bible says that. Jesus said this right here. I am the door. If any man come in, he'll be saved. I am that door. It's not in no other religion, no other faith. Not because my Father was a deacon in the church. It's because Jesus Christ is the door. Can nothing, no one do to save me. I had to do it myself. 
You have to do it. You got to do it yourself. But now you say, saying, God, use me. I want to do your good and perfect will in my life. It might be something I'm not doing. I need to do. Let this year, I'm, this is my prayer. I'm praying, God, let me make a difference this year with the word of God in many people's lives as I share Jesus Christ. Let me make a difference in someone's life. In someone's life. You're so close to your children and your grandchildren, but really, you're so far away when they don't know Jesus Christ. It's okay to get on that phone and say, son, do you know Christ? Daughter, do you know Jesus Christ? I'm trying to make it by myself. I'm trying to get ahead. I'm trying to pay all these bills. Do it with Jesus. Do it with Jesus. Let him lead you. Let him lead you. The Bible says, lead me in the past of righteousness for his name's sake. He lead us in that path. We won't make a mistake when Jesus leading. We won't go wrong when he's leading. When Jesus Christ. When Jesus is in the one. It's leading our direction. It might be some here today before I give it to the pastor. It might be some here today. I'm going to tell you, I learned this church. I go to people's houses. And when they close the door, all car stuff going in it. I knock on the door, not to come to church, all sorts of stuff be going on in that house. I'm asking you today, come to Jesus Christ. It was a lady in a church I was witnessing to, and, and she received Christ and gave communion in the church. And, and she walked, before they gave communion, she ran over to a lady and told the lady, say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Lady said, for what? She because I had an altar in my heart against you. There might be someone here today. You might have an altar in your heart. We all not gonna, we're not going to mix in with the world. We are the church. We are different. Than the world. We all not going to come together. I don't care how they cry. We are the church. A heathen don't believe what we believe. He want to do his thing. We are the church. We should come together and reach out to that lost world with the gospel. Reach out to them to come to Jesus Christ. There might be someone here. If you're in school or you're a senior citizen, we go to five senior citizens' home. You want to invite someone to come to church next Sunday. You might say, I need to go to my neighbor. I've been living next door to him for 20 years, but I never walked over and shared Jesus Christ with him. I never. Walked over. 
You know what? You'd be surprised sometimes the answer you'll get. I was doing a revival, and I'm closing, Pastor. I was doing a revival in California. This lady walking right in front of the church. That's the deacon. I said, why don't you invite that lady in the church? She came in the church and started crying and crying. She's a prostitute. That's how she made money to take care of her children. She came in the church. She said, I was just waiting for somebody to invite me in. Somebody to invite me in. Let us stand together.